0: just telling scary stories, with me just telling y'all things that I wrote and, you know, putting a little music behind it, you know, I figured that, um, you know, I was the only one from where I'm from doing this kind of stuff, so maybe it'll catch on, but I had no idea what I was really doing. I was really creating a family. It's a lot more than just me running right my mouth for saying some jock that sound good. How, How did it get this far? How did I get to this point? Sometimes I sit back and wonder. the reason I get where I got is cause of y'all I wouldn't trade y'all for the world ain't nothing in the world more valuable than all 1400 of y'all when I was young Like about three or four years old, my parents decided to move from the city to a suburban town called Woodford. Now you see my daddy at this time, he got this big promotion at this job, which meant more money. You know, that meant we could afford a better place to live, man. So we finally did what everybody always said they wanted to do, move up out the hood. And now the reason why my parents chose Woodford was because one of my daddy co-workers also lived up in there and said it was a decent place to raise a family. Schools was better, you know, had more parks and stuff like that. So, you know, that's all my parents needed to hear, man. So after a few months of searching and planning, you know, my folks packed up the family car and we drove out there and settled in a nice old house on this real quiet street. Had a good-sized backyard, you know, I had room to run around and play. And, you know, growing up on the street, man, we ain't really had no, you know, you yeah, had, like, your little square, everybody had their little square, because, you know, the houses built right next up on each other, man. So, you know, having a yard like this, you know, we had enough room, to throw the football, run out there, run routes, throw the hell, man. had enough room to play dead man pickup. Now, for y'all that don't know, Dead Man Pickup is a, you know, football game where you just throw the football up in the air and whoever catch that mug, you just, you just tear them up, man. Whoever touched the ball, getting towed tow up, you know, so we finally had room to do, you know, all that kind of stuff, man. Now, Woodford was and still is a good-sized town, and, you know, it's a good place, man, you know, especially for the kids and all that, you know, we had a little mall. A few movie theaters a couple of bowling alleys you know plenty of parks and stuff like i was saying hold on man let me turn my phone on mute, because somebody keep calling me you know they know i'm trying to tell y'all stories i don't know what you calling me for maybe they don't know but you know right now i'm with my family man i'll call y'all back so anyway so my friends and me man like um. Uh, we never really got bored, man. We always had something to do. Now, it was one thing that me and my friends did. And it still, man, that junk still creeped me out to this day, man. Now, just outside the town, it's this stretch of road called Red Bridge Road. It's like a 13-mile, two-lane road. that cut through this real thick forest. And it connect the country road to the south and the state highway to the north. Now, along this road, there's this red-covered bridge that crosses a creek at the halfway point. You know, which is how the road got its name. Now, just north of the bridge, there's a few old houses all on the west side of the road. Now, I heard a whole bunch of stories about this road and how it was just like a magnet for the supernatural, man. You know, everything from people seeing Bigfoots and stuff to UFOs, you know, witches and they little witch groups and stuff. You know, um, all that kind of stuff, man. Now, one of the stories was the Axe Man. This, you know, this axe-wielding ghost that was out for revenge or something, man. And he haunted the south end of the bridge. Cause you know the south side always, the worst side, man, it never fails, man. But anyway, I heard about this ghost when I was a junior in high school. My friend Cynthia, or my girlfriend, I am my girl at the time, you know, my two friends, Maddie and uh, Kevo, man, they was having lunch in the cafeteria when Matt spoke up and said, man, hey, why don't we drive out the Red Bridge, man, and go looking for the X Man tonight? So then Cynthia come in and say, well, who the ax man? Now Cynthia had moved to town a year before and hadn't heard too much of the urban legends that made, you know, made their rounds around Woodford or whatever. Now Maddie got all excited and prepared to go into his story mode. You know, Maddie he think he could tell a story better than me, but, you know, he wrong, man. You know, can't nobody tell a story better than me, man. <laughs> Now, so, uh, Kevo, he just rolled his eyes, man, because he already know what time it is. You know, he like, oh, man, here we go again. So, Maddie kicked the story off. Man, back in the early 1970s, it was a man who lived alone in, this old, in um, one of them old houses on Redbridge Road, right? Now, there ain't much known about him, but many people believe he chose to live alone because he had some time in prison for abusing his uh, family. Now, when he got out, he found life on the outside was worse than when he was in prison. Now, he ain't had no family to go back to, and his friends ain't want nothing to do with him, and he couldn't get a job like the one he had, and he had to set on pumping gas down at the local um, gas station. You know, they used to call it a service station back in the day. Now, because of his past, everybody in town just pretty much looked down on him. So he took to um, living in one of them um, houses, man, just being alone. Only coming in town to work and buying some groceries or something. So now as soon as he was settled in, he took to walking along the road at night. You know, just to clear his head and try to figure out, you know, where he would go from there. And it was during one of these walks that somebody killed him. What happened to him? Cynthia asked. Maddie just smiled and continued on, man. You know, he was walking along the road at night as usual. And he just crossed the bridge and, you know, heading south when a man came out from behind the shadow with an axe. And before he could react, the killer got him with two shots. Flop, flop. The first blow took off a good part of the left side of his face. And the second one hit him right up in the chest. Killed him right on the spot, man. And nobody know who the killer was. You know, some say it was a deranged serial killer. Who killed the victims with an axe and other sailors relative was his ex-wife who thought the man got off too easy and took matters into his own hand. Now whoever it was, they were never caught. You know, and since the ghost of that man, you know, the ghost of that man, like is still walking around, right around the bridge, man. You go to that bridge at night, you see him holding the axe, looking for his killer trying to figure out who did that to him so he take out anybody who crossed his path straight up just like that now when he finished his story you know Cynthia just sat there for a moment man just sitting there for she said anything man and then she said um that sounds scary yeah that's pretty freaking scary man uh, I done seen a lot of scary movies but the way you just told that that thing was scary, man. Uh, maybe we should go out there. So now he looked at her with surprise. He said, "Girl, you you for real? You ain't you know? You said you scared." And she just said, "Look, um, uh, you know I don't believe in no ghosts. <laughs> Even if the ab man is real, us he, you know, he can't if he real, he can't hurt us if we in the car. <laughs> we just stay in the car." You know, so we all say, yeah, we go check it out, man The worst we thought could happen is we get bored just sitting in the car Of the police stoppers, one of them state troopers or something You know, they had their little uh, headquarter thing at the edge of the town You know, so if that happened, we just tell them, you know We tell them we just out there to see the accident <laughs> No, we ain't going to tell them we saw the Man. They're going to think we out there You <laughs> can't say that, man So we made plans to meet up at Matty House at some and Kevo, Camille, Kevo had basketball practice, and you know, we had this big game against Greenmont coming up. And, you know, our coach wanted us to stay shy for the game, you know, so. You know, Cynthia had a little history project to do, because you know girls always take care of, they, they take care of their business in school. Well, girls do not play, boy. So then we met up at Maddie's house. We all piled up into that Mustang he had, man, who drove out the Red Bridge now even though you know it was a good night man it was real dark though in the woods along the path and uh so manny had turned them high beams on just so he could see up the road i guess the trees covered up the little moonlight or whatever now um soon you know that covered bridge came into view and manny stopped the car, put it in park now red ridge wasn't used very much you know if at all man especially with the interstate on the other side of town And nobody lived in all them old houses on the north side of the bridge in years. So we, you know, we were safe just being in the middle of the lane. So then 10 minutes went by. Then 20 minutes. Then 45 minutes. Finally, before we known it, we have been there a whole hour. So I'm like, man, this y'all suck, man. We been here an hour and ain't seen nothing, man. And Kevo and Cynthia, they both agreed, and you know, you know like, come on Maddie man. The X man just a myth, okay? That's what Kevin said. And even if some guy was murdered by an axe killer, why would his ghost carry the same weapon he was killed with? Cynthia said. Maddie shrugged and said, you know, maybe he hoping this killer will return to the scene of the crime so he could, you know, return the favor. Anyway, come on y'all, just five more minutes, man. If nothing happened, we can go home. You know, Maddie just had his mind made up, boy. So I told him, all right, man, you five more minutes, man. And after that, you know, we gonna get, get up out of here, man. Gosh, dog. Shoot, I ain't trying to sit here all dang night, man. Now, just as I said that, we saw a figure, man, walking across the bridge. You know, at first we, you know, we thought we kind of might have been tripping. Maybe it was an a, a animal or something, man, a dog, a deer or something, man. But we knew, we thought, we, you know, we like, we gotta, there's, there that got to be something down there. So now the bridge was long and the high beams didn't shine all the way through. Now it appeared to be a man, you know, after they started getting a little closer. He had this big heavy coat on, man. It looked like a, a cowboy hat or something. It looked like he was carrying something long in his hands. And it was hanging down, kind of dragging it almost. Now, we all just sitting there staring, man. And that figure getting closer, like he was moving slow, but he was moving fast at the same time. Now, when he started coming into the range of the high beams, we saw the man's legs. He had on his worn black work boots, man, blue jeans and when he came closer we all screamed man the man was wearing a big heavy coat man and soaked in blood man and the blood was just oozing from his chest man it had this big old gash up in his chest man but his face bro his face was even worse man you know, it might have been a decent-looking face at one time, man. Nice little mustache and stuff going on. But that left side of his face was a mess, man. That jump was toe-up from the flow up so for real, man. That whole side of his face was just smashed, man. Bloody. It had this big old, big hole smashed into the side of it and under the hole you could see his jaw bones man and his teeth and blood and stuff was all over his teeth and he held that old axe man rusty axe handle all you know worn out man and we said bro that's the axe man that ain't no costume that ain't no joke you can't even look that's some you need some things cgi to do them kind of effects that's the axe man now, before we knew it, that man was right at Matt's window, man. And he swung that mug back and shattered that driver's side window. And it went through the window and almost hit Matt. And Maddie let out this big old high pitched girl scream, man. And at this point, we all screaming, man. And Kevo, he was in the front with um, Maddie, man. He like, bro, we got to get out of here, man. You know, so you ain't need to tell him twice, man. He was already putting the car in reverse and peeling out, man. And as we did that, the axe man got ready to make another blow, man. But the axe came down on the hood as we pulled away. The tires made a loud screech and that axe just tore a long gash up in the hood, man. I couldn't believe it, man. The road was straight, so he just kept speeding backwards until we finally like reached the country road. It was only then that he turned around and put the thing in drive, man. That man was shook straight up. Now, we did tell the police that we were attacked, but you know, we ain't tell them that it was a ghost, man. You know, because we already know they gonna drug test us. We tell them that junk. They gonna think he was driving under the influence. We tell them we got attacked by a dang ghost. And then, especially if you say ghost, they gonna be like, well, how could a ghost hit the car? Ain't a ghost supposed to go through the car? So how could he swing an axe and actually tear the car up? See, that junk sound crazy, just me saying it, man, so, you know, um, we just told them some crazy, man, out on Red Bridge, messed with us, and they said they'd check it out, but none of it came, but we ain't never heard nothing back, at least, they probably ain't even really go out there, Or if they did go, they waited till the morning to go, because everybody heard the ghost stories out there, so, cops ain't that brave, man. You know, so, and if they did catch him, I'm glad that, you know, I'm glad that, uh, I'm glad they didn't even try, man, because, you know, he a ghost, man, so I guess he, he can't, I guess he could go through the walls if he wanted to, I guess ghosts just pick, you know, what they want to do, man, so if he can go through the walls, they probably go through the handcuffs and go through the back seat of their car. And go through the bars in the prison, so... I'm glad they didn't catch him, man, because he would have really jacked them up. And... Uh, it took a little while for Matty to get his car fixed, man. And you know, her dad told the police, you know. Uh, what we told him. So he ain't get grounded, but he did have a stricter curfew for a few weeks. And we never brought that junk up, man. It's my first time talking about it, so... Yeah man, I ain't brought that up, so I hope y'all shoot, I hope y'all can feel my pain on this one, man. That junk still haunt me to this day, man.